0: First of all, raspberry jalapeno. So it's like a raspberry hmm. like jam jelly with a this. hint of spice. Oh, my goodness. And you put that on your peanut butter. Like, Come
1: on, guys. Like, do Elevate your you you PB&J game a little do you bit. Do you ever do jelly and cheese toasted? Okay. You're going <laughs> to
0: call me out so, about my jalapeno. <laughs> my my, my, <laughs> my dad did that jelly. growing
1: up, and I was like, gross. Oh. And then I made it for my daughter's the other day. And I'm like, this is actually pretty good.
0: I'm not saying it wouldn't be good,
1: but... It's
0: odd, to say the least.
2: Our goal on this podcast is to know Jesus better, and by the power of His Spirit, do better, so together we can be a little better. Well, welcome to A Little Better. So glad you are here, still basking in the glow of what happened last (laughs) week, but we do have to move on, and we have kicked off a brand new series on prayer called Dear God. So, Strong. Strong start out of the gate there, my friend. Really appreciate what you brought. Uh, now we got to implement what you shared. <laughs> yeah. That's always the challenge. But how about your sermon in 60 for those who want to catch up?
0: Yeah, we introduced what prayer is, communication with God, and how just in, in nature, prayer is different than all our other, other conversations because we are talking to God, and our conversation with God is different than our conversation with our humans, and that creates tensions. So we talked about the two big tensions we have with prayer is, man, my, my prayers feel ineffective, or does God really care or hear what I'm asking of? And so we talked about how we navigate those, some of the answers to those tensions, and then ultimately we talked about practical steps that we can add to our prayer that will help in those tensions. Yeah, very cool. I. You know this uh,
2: message. We have uh, we always have notes. Fill in the blanks. You can see those in the app. It can help you remember things. Take down some notes. Honestly, I didn't take a lot of notes just because. I was so connected with what, engaged with what you were saying because, you know, my mind's going like, well, what about, and then you'd raise that question and we move forward and I just thought it had a beautiful, you know, sequence and progression to it. Uh, But as we ask always, I mean, great job with what you presented. Did you get everything in that you wanted to or was there more you, you know, could have had we been there an
0: hour? (laughs) You know, the first week of a series, there's always a ton left on the table, that's why we... Do series, and so <laughs> I think a lot of what I left off, you're gonna hear over the next six weeks. Now, once we get towards week five and six, they'll they'll still be like, oh yeah, I, I, there's more we could talk about. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like in this sermon, I I didn't feel this huge. Sometimes you feel this tension, like man, I really want to get this in. I feel like I accomplished my goal in the words that I had.
2: Yeah, you know, I um, <laughs> just. I love the way Proverbs kicks off, where it basically talks about the benefit of wisdom and talks about, it's for both the foolish and the wise, for the new and for the mature. So what I'm looking forward to in this series is I really believe there are people who are brand new to Christ, Mm -hmm. you know, who are going to benefit from this hugely. But there are, you know, some of us who've been, you know, um, walking with Jesus for years Mm -hmm. and... You're never done with an education on prayer. There's always new things to understand and and more to grow in.
1: I think I've heard it said, like, when it comes to prayer, like... It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian, like no one feels like they've got a handle or like they've mastered prayer.
0: Yeah. Right, yeah. And prayer is like an up and down journey. Sometimes I feel mm-hmm. like, man, my prayer life is on fire. And then sometimes I'm like, man, what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, anytime you're communicating to a crowd, that's one of the hardest tensions, no matter what the topic is, is how do I introduce this, make this simple, but also talk about the complexities and the depth of this to help different people at different stages be able to experience and grow in their walk with Christ no matter what the topic is. Yeah, I think you started off with a motivational
2: hook, you know, when you're just asking like who who do you really want to talk to? Wish you could get access to and for those you know the, the answer is Taylor Swift for Drew, by the way. But uh, <laughs> but um the question is, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, why wouldn't we want to talk to the creator of the universe, but then come those barriers, right? And I know you mentioned these barriers. I was kind of curious if we wanted to share <clears throat> ourselves in terms of how we saw it true. Do we ever run into the questions for ourselves? Does prayer even work? Does God even hear? Hmm. Does God even care? I mean, those were the kinds of things yeah. that you saw there. Where, where have you guys been? Have you guys been on both sides of that? or
0: For sure, I think for me... I'm a people person. And so I love talking to people. And what I love about talking to people is they talk back. And what's so interesting and hard about prayer is God does talk back, but it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different than our everyday conversation. Like right now we are talking with each other and we're responding. And sometimes it can feel like I'm just talking to a wall. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's the tension we all feel, but I think we have to remember, and we'll talk about this later on in the series, like God God does answer our prayers. God does hear them. He does care. And he does speak. It is different, though. And I think that's probably, for me, the greatest tension with prayer.
1: What about you, Jason? Yeah, I feel like all those questions you asked, like, I feel like all throughout my life, I continue to wrestle with those same questions. Like, I can know something is true. I can read about it in Scripture, but then there's the experiential side of things. I'm like, man... I feel like I'm talking to a wall right now, or I'm speaking to the sky. And um, I think one of the things you mentioned earlier too is we do, we often forget to come back to recognize when God does answer our prayers. Yeah. So it's so easy to forget what God is doing, and then kind of be like, I don't I don't know if God's answering my prayers because I'm not looking at what He actually is doing. Yeah, I know our exploring faith environment has used the dramatization
2: of the Bible. It's from that series mm-hmm. from the History Channel, and there's a Nativity one, and there's the time where Joseph finds out that Mary's you know pregnant, and Mary tries to say this is a God thing, and Joseph says, "Mary, God doesn't do things like that to people like us." Mm-hmm. And I, you talked about it, Drew, in your message because you were talking about. He, why would the sovereign of the universe you know care about me mm-hmm. and i i know that i've been there in my faith where i said you know i believe the bible i believe all these things happened i believe there's people you know you know that have prayed great prayers and accomplished you know great things through the power of god but but not me mm-hmm. you know i mean i'm I'm, I'm too distracted. I'm too um, faithless. Amen. I'm too, there's just so many ways that discouragement you know, overtakes me. You know, what do you say to people who just feel overwhelmed by life?
0: One, we get you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you're not alone. Um, I think we've all felt that way. I think the biggest thing I'd remind you is that God does care even if you don't feel like he cares. Mm-hmm. And I think we see that in our human relationships, that there are times where we feel like no one cares for us. And there are people that do, and God above anybody else cares for us. And we, we saw it in this message, right? God cared enough about you to give up Jesus for you, right? And think about no greater love. This is what the Bible says. No greater love has anyone than this, that to give up his friend, like to give, surrender their life. That's what Jesus did. And so, um, whether you feel it or not, whether you can sense it or not, God does care for
1: you. Yeah, I feel like sometimes God feels distant, and the reason he feels distant isn't because I've been praying so much, you know, that I'm like, man, where's God? Like, it's often it's it's my lack of prayer or lack of pursuing God. So we can often make, like, God out as he's not speaking to us, but how often are we really diligently seeking him? Their whole hearts. Anytime we say that,
0: I, th- I always think of this illustration. It's one of the most powerful illustrations of my life where it basically talks about this park bench, right? And, you know, you have these moments in life where God is sitting on the park bench and you're so close to him and it's awesome. It's amazing. And then all of a sudden, you notice like, okay, wait, God's farther away. And then God's even farther away and, and you like look at, you look at God and you're like, God, where'd you go? And he's like, I never moved. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just the story of like, I, that, that has mm-hmm. always hit me. Anytime I don't feel close to God, it's mm-hmm. like, man, I'm the one who moved.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are seasons where maybe we are being diligent in our prayers and praying for extended periods of time and days on end, and we've got heavy things in our life that we're praying for. And similar to how you talked about in your sermon, like we're not getting the answer we're looking for. And we're like, where where are you, God? I'm, I'm praying, and I don't feel you. So yeah. there are seasons where we are seeking hard, and we still feel that absence. Yeah. I think that, you know almost shifting a little bit.
0: I think that is one of the hardest things to wrestle with when you ask God for something, you don't get it. And trying to understand that might be the best thing for you. Mm. Right? That's, ah, that's so hard, especially when you're asking for like good things, godly things. Like, okay, hey, how could it be best for me not to be healed of cancer, right? right. I feel like I'm asking a good thing, but it genuinely could be mm-hmm. the best thing mm-hmm. for you. Like Jesus is a great example. <laughs> Why is my suffering best? but it was yeah. yeah
2: yeah it's so hard to weigh against eternal things yeah. and just what god is trying to there's so many things there's i think there's ways that that can be used for good in our life now just in terms of how we grow how yeah. we understand mm-hmm. god how what god's doing in our life you know can impact others i'm also i know there's some people i talk to online you know who are going you know there's online people you know uh, they watch online i connect with them online you know bad, older you know uh bad bad results, bad medical mm-hmm. results, and I'm, you know these I'm praying you know for them, I mean, at some you know, I'm praying for healing, I'm praying that the cancer mm-hmm. goes away but but we we're not living forever That's right. in yeah. the on this earth, earth yep. you know in this planet
1: I mean how often do we pray to God in those moments and we're seeking an answer to a painful moment in our life? And if God gives it to us, then we're like, okay, I'm good. And then we forget God. Mm-hmm. And how often does God tell us to wait? Because he's saying like, no, you need me. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, so often in prayer, we're going to God to get something instead of going to God for him himself. For the actual something. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah and
2: I think that's the perfect setup for what we were talking about before. We are mentioning what is the difference between results-oriented prayer and
0: relationship-oriented yeah. oriented prayer. Yeah, because ultimately prayer is, is not even designed for you to get from God. It's for you to be with God, right? Mm-hmm. That's The definition of prayer is communicating with God. And so we communicate with him because we want to know him. We want to build a relationship with him. And as you build relationships, you ask people of different things. But I think the ultimate goal is not to get from God, not to ask God for things. It's to know God, walk with God, be with God. Mm-hmm. And part of that is knowing who he is, how powerful he is, and going to him with the things that we desire. Yeah, it is both and. For sure, right? Yeah. I mean, there are things, there are good and godly things that we mm-hmm. do but pray But I think you don't, I, like to me, yes, you can separate the two, but uh-huh. really I think they're <clears throat> the same thing, right? Because in any human relationship, I... I, I I know Jason right we work together, we have that relationship, and mm-hmm. out of that relationship, I will ask Jason, can yeah. you do this for me and so but I probably wouldn't do that if I didn't have a relationship yeah. with Jason, so yeah. like they're almost yeah. together.
2: I know I was thinking like if if Jason was just your sugar daddy you know, <laughs> who just gave you everything you wanted, yes. but you didn't care anything about Jason he, he I think he used the word vending
0: machine, yeah you know you know it, it, you know in your message yeah. but uh I think that's a good picture, though. At some level, that's what we want God to be—is yeah. our sugar daddy, right? Yeah. Hey, I don't really want to know you. I just need your power. I mm-hmm. need you to intervene. I can't do this on my own, so yeah. I'm. I want. That's what I want out of God. Yeah, I think that is powerful. The I, I'm trying to process it
2: here, people. This is a this is happening live as you watch. I <laughs> you're just, uh, processing we have no these clue things. where we're going either. And <laughs> thinking about, it. but that that. Ultimately, what we want out of prayer is to be with God. And I do think mm-hmm. about that. I, that seems to fit so well as I read the Psalms, you yeah. know, just where David's circumstances are so mm-hmm. dire. You know, Jesus repeats a lot of David's prayers, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, they are so di- d- d- um, dire. I don't think David is delivered from his enemies by the time yeah. the Psalm is over, yeah. but he has the assurance. That God hears him. That He knows. That He cares. That yeah. you know that He is with him. And I remember uh, a se- someone in seminary, a friend, who um, young infant was just horrible, horrible circumstances, medical crisis, mm-hmm. everything, and and um, and he just said. He said, yeah, this is horrible, but I've never known God Mm -hmm. the way I've known him in Mm -hmm. these circumstances. But the God who has suffered Mm -hmm. knows our suffering, Mm -hmm. and to know that he knows better than anyone else, you know, our closest friends could know.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I believe that we are created to be known by God and to, to know him and share that knowledge of him with others, but... So often in my life, I don't live to know God and to find that joy in relationship with Him. I just live in a transaction to try to obey God instead of walk with Him. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah. We were asking before: is prayer a one-way street? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what does that what does that look like on the other side of God is responding
0: to us in prayer? How, how does how does He respond to us? How, how does that work? Well, I, I think God communicates in many different ways um we want god to just audibly speak to us Mm -hmm. which i you know i think that makes sense i think we all want that Mm -hmm. but that's not how god always works and so Mm -hmm. god speaks through his word like that is one of the greatest revelations that we have that we have to spend time in Mm -hmm. um i think there are times like i'm not going to downplay that god does speak audibly to us i think Mm -hmm. it's it's rare so i don't want you to have the expectation that when you pray you're going to hear god's voice audibly Mm -hmm. out loud but i do believe God still speaks audibly? Yeah. Um, he speaks through His Word. He speaks mm-hmm. through His people. Um, he speaks through His Spirit. Like there are many ways Providence, that God works in mm-hmm. our <clears throat> lives, and but th- there is a tension there when we communicate with other people. We want them to respond immediately. Mm-hmm. God doesn't always do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's much I would add to that. I think that you talked about the kind of three or four primary ways.
0: Yeah, I think when you said,
2: you know, results and relationship, really part of the same thing, it reminded me, uh, Karen and I just recently saw a documentary on The Chosen. There's a a, a series and it focuses on Jonathan Rumi is the actor who plays Christ Mm -hmm. in that series, but... You know, he, he was a struggling actor for years. You know, before he got the fame. You know, of mm-hmm. playing Christ, and he's a very spiritual man. Takes this extremely seriously. But there's he he, <clears throat> he has a you know video of himself just he he journaling in prayer. There was a time when he was you know just destitute. You know, couldn't pay the rent. And everything else, he was just praying, praying for God. And then he gets three checks. You know, like the next day. And and for him, you know. It wasn't about getting something from God. For him, you could just see him, he's weeping, he's crying. He's mm-hmm. like, God sees me, God cares, mm-hmm. God comes mm-hmm. through. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and for him, it would just led to a praise, you know, mm-hmm. for God yeah. and dependence on God. Mm-hmm. So I the results in the relationship, you know, you know, can yep. be very much tied together. Yep. You know, um, I'm kind of curious in a series like this um, that kind of assumes that we believe in prayer. I mean, is there any value for people who are coming to Northridge who still have really big questions about if God even exists or if Christianity is, is real? You know, should they keep coming or should they wait for the next series?
0: <laughs> no, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely think they should keep coming. I think Jason would agree with me on that one. <laughs> uh, what's interesting is, like, even people who like, I don't believe in prayer, I think in our society— we do pray whether we call it or not. Like, okay, mm-hmm. for example, like let me give you an illustration, football, right? We come back to football, seems maybe too, way, way too much. But like often, I think I'm going to use this even in this series. Like at the end of the game, you're losing by six points. You're at the 50-yard line. You're going to throw a Hail Mary, right? Mm-hmm. And how many fans in that moment are like, I don't know who's listening, but make this work. Mm-hmm. Catch the ball. Like, offer a prayer and how many times mm-hmm. do we do that in our, our own <clears throat> life we don't even know who we're praying to we don't even know what we're saying but yeah. we're i need help whoever's listening I, yeah. I need you to come through and i think prayer is is actually a part of our culture mm-hmm.
1: it's just not necessarily yeah. the type of prayer I mean, that we talk about do we pray because it's part of our culture or we live in a christian society or do we pray because we have an inborn recognition somewhere in there that there yeah. is a god i I listen to a lot of atheists and Christian like conversations together. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes even the most ardent atheists who deny the existence of God, when they're asked, like, do you ever pray? They're like, I do. And it's probably just my imagination. It's, mm-hmm. I, I probably don't really need to pray, but they find themselves praying. Because right. I, yeah. I would believe God has... Imprinted within our own being, like our consciousness that mm-hmm. he exists, and so there's moments when we realize I can't control everything, and all I have is God, and whether you acknowledge God's existence or not, you're like, okay, I do need you and so I'd say, if you're coming to Northridge exploring this, continue to explore yeah. that like sense in you that there's got to be something else, mm-hmm. and start talking to God. <coughs> <Excuse
0: me. coughs>
1: <laughs> We're not going to edit that out, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Lord bless me. You get, sure. you get it
0: all. we all here. Sorry, Jason. No. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now, I was yeah. thinking
2: that C.S. Lewis quote, right? If nothing in this world can satisfy our desire, we must be made for another world. Yeah. And just, you know, that nothing truly can satisfy. So, yeah, I have an atheist friend, too, who freely confessed to me. He's an avowed atheist, freely confessed. You know, when my, his infant son, you know, was in the incubator, you mm. know, he... He prays that
0: Brad, I prayed. I'm an yeah. atheist, I prayed. We Th- that's where all our journeys start though with yeah. prayer. Honestly, like we we are far from God. Oh, usually prayer starts out of desperation. Mm-hmm. Right. And as Christians, we pray, yes, when we're desperate. But the growth in the spiritual growth, becoming a better follower of Christ is I no longer pray out of desperation. I pray now because I want to be with God. Mm-hmm. I want to grow. I just long. I don't need anything. Yeah. I just want to be with God. God. I just want to know him. I want to grow deeper in my relationship. And that translates... Across my marriage, right? Like, the, I, I want to go on a date night not because I need something from my wife, but because I just want to spend time with her. And I feel like that's the journey of prayer that we, we need to go on and we need mm-hmm. to get to is like, yes, it's okay to pray out of desperation, even if you never prayed before. Like, when you're desperate, go to God. That He desires that. But as we grow in our prayer journey, what what started as desperation becomes... Just like, it's my joy. It's yeah. my privilege. I love just talking to my father.
1: Yeah. In, your, in your message, you talked about one of the reasons why we, even though we desire this presence with God, we resist it. And that's because of our own sin. Yeah. So either God is not hearing us because we are not willing to acknowledge it to him. But a lot of times... We just fail to come to God because I feel too guilty to come to God. And I was talking with Brad a little bit about this. Like, you know, you talked about it in your message. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just Mm. to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we have this welcoming God. Uh, One of the best books I've read is called Gentle and Lowly, and it's kind of fleshing out. I think it's Matthew 11, 28, where Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, for I am gentle and lowly of heart. And so one of the chapters in there dives into Isaiah 55. And you've probably heard this this statement before, where Isaiah is kind of quoting God, saying, My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your thoughts. Your ways and we often look at that verse in terms of like there's these mysteries in Christianity that we can't explain and this is a sovereign God and, and we can't understand him but the context of that is amazing so I pulled it up here yeah. Matthew uh, 55 7 Isaiah the verse or uh, yeah sorry. <laughs> sorry Isaiah 55 7 right before my thoughts are not your thoughts he says in verse 7 let the wicked forsake their ways in the unrighteous, their thoughts; let them turn to the Lord, and He will have mercy on them. And to our God, for He will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. And, and the the reason why He says my thoughts are not your thoughts is He is saying like as humans, we don't forgive, hmm. uh, we are not willing to freely pardon. But our God's different than us, and yeah. He is waiting to show compassion to us. So, when we're struggling with that guilt of like I can't even come to God, recognize he's gentle and lowly in heart. He his mm-hmm. very nature is to be compassionate to us and so start that prayer with God, forgive me and thank you for your forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like we have to break all our human
0: conceptions that we take to God, mm-hmm. right? That God is the same as our human interactions mm-hmm. and he's so different. Mm -hmm. And we have to almost like break down those, those lies, those barriers that we know from human to human got so different. Yeah. I, I love
2: this. Thank you so much that God wants to be with us. Why? Because he is a forgiving Mm -hmm. God. And that is a great resource. Gentle and lowly, we'll put that in the notes too. But God, I mean, we can say with confidence to everyone who's watching, everyone who's listening, God wants to be with you. Yeah. So come to him in prayer. God yeah. wants to be with you. So really looking forward to the remainder of this series. Um, keep coming back. Much more to come. A lot of it extremely practical. Look forward to seeing you again next week on A Little Better.